Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. In three, two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know you need to know. I'm Jamie East and this, this is the Smart Seven. Good morning, everybody. It's the 4th of November and it's National Candy Day. And a big happy birthday to Ralph Macchio, Matthew McConaughey and P. Diddy. Be patient, listeners. Yesterday was election day in the United States, but the US election count is still continuing as early voting, mail-in ballots and in-person votes all need to be counted. It's going to take some time to get a winner. Joe Biden spoke in Delaware at just after midnight there, and he was optimistic. Look, you know, we could know the results as early as tomorrow morning, but it may take a little longer, as I've said all along. It's not my place or Donald Trump's place to declare who's won this election. That's the decision of the American people. But I'm optimistic about this outcome. Donald Trump was watching from the White House and fuming that Fox News called Arizona for Joe Biden quite so early in the evening. He's also had a tweet flagged by Twitter which claimed his rivals were trying to steal the election. He spoke to his campaign team before counting started but didn't sound too optimistic. Winning is easy. Losing is never easy. Not for me, it's not. Uh, but I think we have, when, we, when you see rallies, the likes of which in the history of this country, probably in the history of the world, nobody's ever seen before, um, there's a tremendous love going on in this country. And there's really a tremendous unity. We'll be updating later on in the day as the story develops. The UK recorded 20,018 new cases of coronavirus yesterday and 397 deaths, the highest number since May. The government's lockdown is set to begin tomorrow and there's been a reported rush on cash machines as people grab money to put under the mattress or perhaps to spend in John Lewis or Curry's who've had to extend their opening hours because of demand. As lockdown looms, Chris Whitty and Sir Patrick Vallance testified before a Commons committee and were pressed on whether or not the restrictions would be lifted on December the 2nd. I think that uh, the aim of this is to get the rates down far enough that it's a realistic possibility to move into a different state of state of play at that point. Have you assumed that test and trace uh, is going to make an impact um, on transmission over the next six I months. can't tell exactly what's in each of the models, but it will not be an assumption that there is a big impact of test and trace at current levels of prevalence. And if you thought you could get some golf in, Robert Jenrick has got some bad news for you. Unfortunately, until the 2nd of December, people won't be able to play golf or tennis, outdoor sports of that kind. Unfortunately, will be restricted. There's been an uptick of terrorist attacks in Europe. After the Vienna attack, which killed four and injured over a dozen people, and last week's attack in a church in France, the government has raised the threat level in the UK. Home Secretary Priti Patel explains. This afternoon, JTAC has changed the threat level across the United Kingdom from terrorism, from substantial to severe. Um, The British public should be alert but not alarmed. This is a precautionary measure following the terrible incidences that we've seen in France last week and the events that we saw in Austria last night. The first and most important duty of the government is obviously to protect the British public and we are doing that and we'll continue to do that. (laughs) 
the States, it's not just the presidential election that's going on. There's also congressional and Senate races. And first-time candidate in the U.S. Senate race in Alabama, Republican Tommy Tuberville, was making his acceptance speech when he got a phone call. Hello. Senator Mike Pence calling. Congratulations. Vice President, I'm... I'm... I got you on microphone here, uh, Mr. Vice President. We're several hundred of your fans, President Trump's fans, and uh, if you'd say a few words, I'm going to put the phone to the microphone. Well, let me just say to everybody, everybody all across the state of Alabama, thank you for delivering a great victory for President Donald Trump, and thank you for sending a great new senator to Washington, D.C. to come on the Smart 7, a tribute to actor John Sessions. It was Champions League football last night for Liverpool and for Man City, with the pool travelling to Italy to take on Atalanta in a game Jurgen Klopp has described as their biggest challenge in the group stages. They won 5-0 and Jurgen was very pleased. My boys played an incredible game. Frontline, defending and attacking, outstanding, not to catch really. Uh, midfield organization, uh, desire, um, readiness, top, top level. For all the rest of the Champions League results and reactions, plus a look forward to Man United and Chelsea's games tonight, check out our sports podcast, The Sports 7. It was announced yesterday that John Sessions has died aged 67. He was a really talented actor and gifted impressionist. He was a voice on the original Spitting Image, a regular on Whose Line Is It Anyway, starred in Stella Street and many more. Here he is on QI doing his incredible Alan Rickman impression. Rest in peace, John. As some of my favourite dialogue of our great friend Alan Rickman, uh, what he says after, the, after he shot the band's head, Mr Kage, I will count to three. There will not be a four. And he's and then he goes downstairs later and he goes, Mr. Takagi won't be joining us for the rest of his life. <laughs> the original king of the TV talk show was Michael Parkinson, now of course Sir Michael Parkinson, and he turned up on BBC Breakfast for a chat with Dan Walker. He's got some amazing showbiz tales, including this one about turning Clint Eastwood's dinner invitation down. Came on the show and he's a very nice man. And I'd done a show before, it was well, a one-night show, so I was a bit tired at the end of it. And he said to me, he said, you like jazz, don't you? I said, yeah. He said, you know Kyle, my son's playing down at Ronnie Scott's. I said, yeah, I did see that. He said, you and just go down there, you and me and Mary, because he met Mary beforehand, and let's have a meal down there, and let's, let's hear a bit of jazz. And I heard myself saying, <laughs> voice from nowhere, do you do mind if I turn that down, because I'm a bit knackered. <laughs> now, Clint, we're in the... We're in the... We're in the... This has been the Smart 7. If you're listening on Spotify, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We're back tomorrow at 7. Please like and subscribe everywhere or enable our skill on Alexa.